Hi, and welcome to the Crossroads Generation Go podcast. We hope and pray and believe that this message will challenge you, impact you, and encourage you. And if you'd like to know more about us, you can go to www.crossroadslismore.com. Thank you. (laughs) How do you follow that? Yeah, right? I think it's very interesting how God conspires. So do you, I guess. And (laughs) from this morning, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, I might have about 10 or 15 minutes to share and then... Chris gets up and he does the introduction. He talks about surrender and all this wonderful stuff. And I think, all right, five minutes. And then then the worship is all about us yielding to God. I think, okay, maybe a couple of minutes. Hey, little buddy. And, um, And then... Then we get this awesome word shared that, you know, God doesn't always do things the way we expect him to. And I think, yeah, I'm done. (laughs) But hey, I I wouldn't want to disappoint you and say, awesome, let's go home now. So I will share a little in terms of what we've already heard because Holy Spirit is obviously touching on a point. And uh, by the grace of God, maybe it can be expounded in, in a way that um, helps it be received by more people. And Aaron's here to help me. Champion. Look at all these people, man. Freaky? Certainly is. All right. So let's pray. Heavenly Father... I just thank you that you're a good God. And I thank you for your love and your mercy towards us. I thank you, Lord, that as we come before you, we come to you, even even as we celebrate you on, on Sunday, Lord, that you are always there in the midst of us. All through the week, you're there in the midst of us. And Father, I just thank you that you are so good that we can't really comprehend the fullness of that goodness. And I ask that you would, by your grace and your mercy, just give me your heart and that you would share and everything that goes out would be what you would want to say to the people and nothing that I want to say. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow. So, God's got a plan for each and every one of you. Who knows exactly what it is? You can raise your hand. Don't be shy. Good response. Oh, there's one. Prosperous. It's a little more complex, but that is in the plan. (laughs) It's, it's amazing um, 
there's a foundational truth that we probably, if we don't have that, this is, this is a scary message, all right? So I'm going to talk a little bit about the foundational truth. And if that is something that you find challenging, then we'd like to pray with you to solidify that. But that foundational truth is that God is good. A lot of things can happen in our lives that make us maybe even question that because things happen that we didn't expect and they don't seem to be the way God would work. And it's not to say that everything that happens is God-ordained. It is to say that God can bring good out of anything that happens. Okay? So that's the foundational truth because... I'm going to tell you to trust God with all your heart and lean not on your understanding, your own understanding. I'm going to share the things that really build up that place of surrender or the altar that Steve was talking about. And, uh, and it might get a little humorous along the way. Maybe. So there's this image that um, we're going to pop up. It's going to be a bit blurry There we go. Can everyone see that all right? There's a couple of things that are quite notable in this image. If, if you can't see the bottom bit there, there's, a, there's you on a push bike going up a hill about to take this awful drop into a, a whole bunch of rocks before you've got another hill to go through. I don't know whether that's a... Uh, some sort of an uphill bridge, then in the boat, and then, yeah, so, so it goes on. Anyway, it does look a little bit more challenging down the bottom end. Now, when we look at our plans, we, we have a simple view, and it's simply because we're human. So that simple view also, and this is what I like about the image, I mean, this is supposed to be humorous, right? But what I like about the image is there's a destination on that top one. But there isn't on the bottom one. And I think that's pretty awesome. I don't know if they meant that or whether God just did that. But our walk with God is really about a journey. It's getting to know him. And if you get to a point where you think you've done that then you're probably still working on your plan and not God's plan. Now, as we heard, God doesn't do things necessarily the way we expect. So that presents a challenge. I'll explain how. When I'm happily riding along my plan and I take this almighty drop with a whole bunch of rocks at the bottom of it, I wonder <laughs> why it didn't go straight to the destination like I expected it to. So this is where our trust comes. We have to understand this journey. We have to see that God is doing an amazing thing. 
And when we when we think of that proverb in in trust God with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, we're talking about literally saying, God, I don't have to know what you're up to here. I just thank you for where I'm at and I thank you for what I'm going through and I thank you for this journey and I thank you that you're bringing good through it all. And that's, uh, we can ditch the image now. I think people have the idea. <laughs> but the, um, there's a couple of scriptures that I, I want to hone in on and, and I want to talk about getting into things with your eyes wide open and why sometimes God doesn't really care if you do or not. We're going to start in Proverbs 16. Proverbs 16. I'm going to read the first three verses and then we're going to jump to uh, verse 9. Verse 16 says, The preparations... What? Who? Did you see Mama? There she is. The preparations of the heart belong to man. Now, we were singing this this morning. Lord, I, I give you my heart. I open up my heart to you, Lord. So this is our responsibility. So the preparations of the heart belong to man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. All the ways of man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirit. Commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. Jumping to verse 9. A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. And what I've already shared earlier in Proverbs 3, verse 5, is trust in the Lord with all your heart and lead not on your own understanding. <laughs> I love this little guy. He is so cool. You're cool. So what does this really look like practically? I mean, I've had situations in my life that I'm sure couldn't have been God because he is good and I don't understand it. And sometimes I think this way would be a better way to go rather than the path that I'm walking down. And so sometimes I'm silly enough and proud enough to actually think I know a bit more than God does and I walk my way instead of his way. All I can say is thank you for his mercy. <laughs> and 
they, they never end well, those journeys. I remember a time in my life where I actually just drew a line and said, Lord, I've had enough. I don't want any more of this. I'm out. He honoured that, and I had two of the worst years that I've ever had since I've been born again. So even if he wants to bring a breaking or a crushing in your life, know that he's doing a good thing. Or if he's allowing something to happen, he's doing a good thing. Now, when it comes to walking with the Lord, it's good to have your eyes wide open. So images like we saw before are quite helpful that... <laughs> the, the beauty of it is you don't get this picture or you don't get shared a gospel that says you come to God and everything's going to be just rosy. If we look at the gospel, it basically says, you know, to be a disciple, lay down your life, take up your cross and follow me. Now, Jesus, if we look at Jesus and we look at his life, we see a life surrendered to the Father. We see a submission to the Father in everything that he does. Even to the point where he's in, in his fleshly, he, in his earthly body, he is literally wrestling with what he's got in front of him, thinking, maybe there's another way that I don't know about. And he says, but regardless, your will, not my will, be done. And it's how that we can get that heart of Jesus, if we follow him, if we draw close to him, you're all getting a wave, so you can wave back if you like. We, we follow close to him, will we be in that position? When we're faced with something we don't understand, we are not excited about, will we say, your will be done, not my will? This is an important place to come to in our Christian walk because it, it is a place of surrender. And it's amazing. God is so amazing that when he made man, he, he literally formed up the dust from the earth and then he breathed on it. Like what, what did the dust have to offer or the dirt? I don't mind which way you call it. It had nothing to offer. So don't worry if you have very little to offer. <laughs> don't worry if you have very little or nothing to offer. Surrenderedness is the key. Yieldedness before God can achieve more than you could even imagine. He is, he's, he's a master at this. I mean, we have other scriptures where we talk about, you know, we are clay in the potter's hand. How clever is clay? 
We think we're clever. Sorry. I often think I'm clever. And I'm wrong. I'm not that clever. I'm clay. Do, what sort of clay do you want to be? Do you want to be soft, malleable clay in the master's hand? Or do you want to resist his shaping and his molding? It's a tough call. Okay. So we get into this Christian walk. It's good to have our eyes wide open. This is a place where we give up a life that we weren't destined to live. The enemy came and ripped us off in the garden. Basically, we were not meant for this life. We were not created for the life we have in the flesh. We were created to walk with him. And he says, give up the lie and I will give you the life. I will give you the truth. I will give you all of that. And, and we surrender our lives. And this is what it's about, dying daily. And when you have this perspective, dying is easy. Because you're dying to something you were never created for. And the exchange, what, you, what the result is, is awesome. Maybe in this life it's going to be a bit of a bumpy ride. I mean, we could look at Hebrews 11 and towards the end there, we get to see some that had a bumpy ride in the, in the uh, legends of faith. But it's not just about this life. It's not just about this life. And so I'm, I'm going to um, close with a, a very fun interaction with Jesus that is one of my favorites. I, I love what happens here. We're going to Matthew. Chapter 20. Now, this interaction is, uh, like, there's probably a lot to teach out in this interaction, and I'm, I'm not going there, but I just love the fact that Jesus was happy to amen and answer. He was happy to amen and answer where they had no idea what they were getting themselves into. So Matthew chapter 20, we'll start at verse 20 as well. Then the mother of Zebedee's sons came to him, capital H, with her sons kneeling down and asking something from him. And he said to her, what do you wish? She said to him, grant these two sons of mine may sit one on your right hand and the other on your left in your kingdom. But Jesus answered and said, You do not know what you ask. Are you able to drink from the cup that I am about to drink from and be baptized with the baptism I'm baptized with? They said to him, We are able. I love this. Have you ever, have you ever prayed prayers 
Like, Lord, whatever it takes. <laughs> this is the beauty of God. He knows our heart. And when we are in that place of surrender and when we are praying those crazy prayers, this was inspired by something else, and I'll tell you, <laughs> no, it wasn't. But anyway, we, we pray those crazy prayers and he's like, yes, he's saying amen. They said to him, we are able. So he said to them, you will indeed drink my cup and be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with. And then he disqualified them from the whole reason they came. But to sit on my right hand and my left hand is not mine to give, but it is for those whom it is prepared by my Father. So he said, look, you came asking for this. So I've got a question for you. Can you drink from the cup that I drink from? Can you be baptized with the same baptism? They said, sure. He said, then you will. But by the way, it's out of my hands where you sit. <laughs> that is awesome. Talk about not having your eyes open when you get into that. This is the beauty of our God. He cares so much for you that he wants to take you on that journey. He wants to take you on that path and whatever he can do to achieve that, he will do it. If we are surrendered, is he able to do that? Is he equipped to do that? Is he competent enough to do that? He is. That's why back in Proverbs 3 it says, trust in God with all your heart because he is well able to turn dust and dirt into man. So our surrender, our yielding, our placing ourselves on the altar is literally giving him, whether we have something to offer, whether we have nothing to offer, doesn't matter. We're giving him everything he needs to create and complete the plan that he has for you, regardless of what it looks like. Because it's him. It's his power. If we stay in that yielded place. Now, I know Paul said, you know, I die daily. I would like to suggest we surrender daily. That we lay our lives down on an altar every single morning that we wake up and allow God just to work in us. And we will get situations and circumstances that we cannot reconcile. But I, I would suggest don't attempt to reconcile. Allow God to be good and allow him to be, bring good out of any situation or circumstance that doesn't make sense and trust in him. Trust in him is an incredible thing. Now, I've heard this testimony. I haven't validated it, but I have no reason to believe it wasn't true. Of a, a woman at the airport 
who is trusting in God and she's done a lot of amazing things and as she's sitting there and she sees this elderly gentleman sitting somewhere else by himself and the Lord says, go and comb his hair. Now, be completely logical. What on earth? Do you want me to go and share the gospel with him? I'm, I'm prepared to do that. No, go and comb his hair. Now, look, we don't understand things. God does. The short version of this is, yeah, she would have wrestled with that because she might have come up with a thousand different other options that, that were more comfortable in that situation. But eventually she came to a place of obedience and trusted in God. And in that trust, she went over and started to comb his hair. And he broke down in tears because he'd recently lost his wife and that's what she used to do for him. And God knows all these things. We have no clue. We really are limited. Very. But that's why when we trust him, when we take risks, look, guess what? This is with your eyes open, okay? I'm going to tell you, you're going to trust him and you're going to get it wrong. That's okay. That's okay. God is a loving God. He's a loving father. It's okay to make mistakes. In fact, learning from those mistakes is one of the best ways you can go on that journey. So... I encourage us all, me especially, to lay down my understanding, to trust in him, no matter where we find ourselves, no matter what we find ourselves in, and daily to lay on that altar so that when the day does bring some curveballs, and we weren't expecting that, and we weren't expecting this, that we are in position to be able to understand he is a good God and to trust through every situation and circumstance. And that's it. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we just commit to you today to put our, our lives on the altar. That, Lord, that we would even commit to do that daily because we trust you to be a good God. And Father, I pray for each and every person, if anyone is struggling, oh God, to know your goodness, to know your love, that you would just give revelation, you would give encounter, you would give just reamers from your word, oh God, that, that embed this firm truth in our life. I thank you, Lord, that you have given us the ability to receive and embrace everything you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen.